Hello, and welcome to Quite Audacious with Amanda Swiger. I'm a self-made, rebellious and bold, multi-six-figure photographer whose deep belief in doing things my own way is why I have been so successful. I'm taking my love of audacity and bringing you answers to your actual questions about all things related to building a life and business you love, all for free, because I know the power of information in the hands of audacious folks just like you who are ready to chase their dreams. Alongside answering your questions, I'll be sharing in-the-moment riffs, honest conversations about owning your own business, and give you a behind-the-curtain look at everything I've done to put my business to what it is today. If you've got a question you'd like me to answer, simply DM it to me on Instagram at the Amanda Swiger. Nothing is off the table here, friends. So pull up a seat and let's audaciously build the money-making business you love. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Quite Audacious. I'm so excited that you have decided to spend some of your day with me. And I have two amazing questions for us to go through today. If you are new here and this is your first episode, welcome. My name is Amanda Swiger, and I am a photography educator doing things a little differently than what maybe has been done in this industry in the past. I have called this quite audacious because that is exactly what I am trying to be, quite audacious. And instead of just telling you to buy guides in Facebook groups or to just trust other people's recommendations of hiring me, I'm answering your actual questions. Uh, you can submit them to me on Instagram at the Amanda Swiger, and I'm jumping into all of the details and answering these questions as best as I can. Obviously, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how you can work with me and the things that I offer, but really my goal here is to just provide value and to teach and educate without really asking anything of you in return. So if this is your first episode, welcome. If you have come back, I'm so glad you are here. So let's jump right in because our first question is a little bit of a doozy um, because this is something that I have struggled with in very varying ways in my business. I'm going to give you the question and then we'll jump into what it is. So I was asked, how do I get motivated to do everything I need to do in order to grow this business that I so badly want to see get off the ground? First, I want to just say, these are the kinds of questions that I want this platform to have. Uh, I love the vulnerability of this because I think that for so many people, this is such a hard part of owning a business. Um, and I think this is an underrated topic. I think that a lot of times we talk about, you know, posing and lighting and CRM software, but we don't necessarily talk about the like motivation it requires of us to do all the things that we need to do to grow our business. Um, if you are a photographer where this is your only job, I know that it can feel really overwhelming to start every day being like, I have all of these things I should be doing, but yet I don't know what I'm supposed to do today. Um, and then you're just staring at a massive to-do list and just are like, why don't I just scroll on my phone instead? Uh, been there, done that, bought that t-shirt. So one thing I want to talk about in regards to this is that you don't need to do everything. I think that sometimes when we get started, or we are trying to up-level our business, you can kind of see in all these different Facebook groups or on TikTok or Instagram, all these hacks of like, you should be doing this and you should be doing this and you should be doing this. And here's the thing, all of it works. Otherwise, when, you know, all these educators would be telling you to do these things. The, the thing that matters though is finding what works for you. Um, if you're doing 50 things, every day, every week, every month. My assumption would be, unless you have a giant team, which if you're probably watching this video, you don't, um, you probably can't do everything all of the time. We're, you're one human being. There is a finite amount of time that we have every day. 
So one of the things I talked about in the visibility challenge inside V-Day is that like, if you try to do everything out there, if you try to do everything of the, in that 31 day challenge, you would exhaust yourself, <laughs> especially if it's just you. And so instead, I think that the best thing to do is to pick three areas, maybe even two, if you're somebody who is like overwhelmed with the idea of three. I think that two areas that you wanna focus on and let those be enough. Not get distracted by the 47,000 things you could be doing and just do those two or three things really, really, really well. For me, when I started, that was SEO and blogging, Instagram, and in-person events. I knew that for me, if I could get in front of people physically, I could convert people. So I did a lot of events um, from, you know, uh, expos to street festivals. I'm an LGBTQ photographer, gay as fuck, love that about myself. And so for me, I love getting to work with LGBTQ couples. So I would go where they were, which was, you know, pride festivals, those sorts of things. And that converted really well for me because when people would meet me, they'd see my work. They both loved my work and they loved me, and which meant I really wasn't doing a whole lot to convert them into actual clients. Um, I knew that SEO and blogging was something that I absolutely hated doing, but I believed that it was something that would work. Um, we're going to talk about that in a little bit more in a second. And then I just, honestly, I loved Instagram. I still love Instagram. I like that it's less of a conversational platform in terms of posts. Facebook can feel a little overwhelming to me because it just can sometimes feel like people just go at each other. Um, and I just felt like I could organically grow on Instagram easier than I could on Facebook. Maybe those are not your three. Maybe you really love Facebook. Maybe you love Facebook groups. Whatever you love, maybe you love TikTok. Maybe you love email marketing. Whatever your thing is, pick a few, very few, two to three, and really focus on those. And focus on those when you actually don't want to be doing them. <laughs> Um, and I, I again, just want to just say that like I built to six figures and then multi six figures with really only doing those three things over and over and over and over again. What I did to kind of help with this is I made a repeatable monthly to-do list of the tasks that I needed to do and tried like hell to not get distracted. Um, that's the other really huge piece to motivation. You cannot be looking at what other people are doing and being like, oh, wait, this person, you know, jumped on TikTok and got, you know, 400,000 followers and, you know, sold out a bunch of sessions. Let me go jump over there and then disregard all of this other stuff that I feel passionate about building a business that way. You will just chase whatever's trending if that's what you do. And you will have a short-lived high and then crash and then a short-lived high and then crashed. I was talking about this with one of my mastermind clients who became a one-on-one -on -one client. She did really well on TikTok. And then inevitably that kind of burned out. And so she decided that she wanted to stay on TikTok despite the fact that right now it wasn't working, but it wasn't working right now because the algorithm had changed. What was popular on TikTok changed. So she sat down, figured out what content of hers was still doing well, and then did more of that. Rather than being like, oh, everyone's saying I should jump over here on this other way of marketing. She doubled down on what she has worked for her in the past. Rather than being like, let me just start over somewhere else. I think that a lot of times we see other people being successful and we're like, I want that success for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're constantly just chasing different things, you're diluting your ability to show up powerfully 
on a platform or in a particular marketing way. And what that does is it exhausts you. And it means that the stuff that you're putting out is not necessarily as aligned. And it's just, you're like, I just got to throw out some Instagram posts. I just got to do this one thing. I got to make sure I've got a shit ton of stuff scheduled to my Facebook group. And then you're putting out mediocre content and then you're getting mediocre results. Okay. I just want to say, I've been here. I've done this. This is not something that I'm like sitting here preaching at you guys, like from a pedestal of never done that. I've done this in the last month. I've been like, oh, I see this person over here doing this thing. Let me try that. Full, just transparency. I'm not any better than anybody else. We all can find ourselves in this. But what I do know is when I return to the things that have worked for me and really do those things, that's magic. Here's how this relates to motivation, because I know you're probably listening to me like, I thought the question was, how do I get motivated to do those things? Here's what you're not going to want to hear. <laughs> this is the secret to motivation. Not waiting until you feel motivated to do the stuff you know you need to do. Um, when I said this to my mastermind call last week, you, I could just see all of their faces being like, that's not what I wanted you to say, Amanda. And I'm like, I get it. It's not what I want to be saying to you. I wish there was a different answer. But you have to do things even when they're not perfect, even when you don't feel motivated. That's just, that's, that is what it is. There have been times where I'm like, Amanda, we are scheduling today. The, the, me, we, <laughs> we are scheduling two weeks of Instagram posts right now. I don't, I'm like, but I don't have any ideas. Great. We're going to shut down my phone. I'm going to put it away. I'm going to close down everything on my computer. I'm going to put my computer on do not disturb mode. Tell my wife that I'm like, I am focusing. And then I will sit here with a later app opened and drop images that I want to schedule. And then I will go back into those images and write captions. And the first two captions are brutal. And then I get into a flow. I have to remove the distractions and do it anyways. Not wait until I'm like, oh yeah, I feel really motivated to write two weeks of content. Now, if you feel all of a sudden really motivated to do something, go do it. <laughs> but do the things even when you don't have the motivation. We'll start building the motivation to keep doing them because you'll start seeing results. But you have to keep doing those things even when you're not feeling motivated, even when you don't see the results yet. And I want to give you a good example of this. So when I, um, when I talked about SEO, I, there are things that I loathe doing and writing copy is one of them. What is one of my geniuses though? Writing good copy. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty articulate writer. Like I, I, that's always been something that I feel like I have drawn people in with my work. I would not be able to book specially wedding clients without talking to them if I didn't have strong copy, but I don't necessarily feel motivated to do it. Writing blog posts, I would rather watch paint dry, to be really honest. And I can think to like, like visceral memory of sitting in our shitty apartment, four places ago we lived, sitting at a table on my computer being like, okay, I need to write three blog posts. And I would just sit there and stare. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But then I would remind myself, everything that I've ever read about SEO was you write the stuff now, you're planting the seeds, you'll see it grow. And there are two blog posts that I know I wrote in that season of my life that today are my highest sources of SEO traffic. One is a blog post on where you should like can elope in my city, Philadelphia. Uh, and the other is a blog post for a particular LGBTQ wedding 
um, that had like a lot of unique things. We did rainbow smoke bombs. It was at a more expensive venue in the city and clients constantly report back that like, oh, I saw that blog. Oh, I saw that blog because I actually spend the time SEOing the crap out of the images, the content, the copy, all of it. Did I want to do that? No. Did I feel motivated to do that? No. But as I started seeing, oh, wow, you know, a year later, I'm getting some hits off of that blog post. Ooh, I'm getting some more hits. That created the motivation. Now, the gap between writing that blog post that got me a bunch of traffic and actually seeing the results, we're talking like a year. Did I write more blog posts in that year? Not as many as I'd like, to be really honest. No, I didn't write as many as I'd like, but I did write some. And I'd be like, this is going to work even if I don't see it. That was my motivation. I was internally motivated because I believed that it would work. Do you believe that the things you need to do will actually work? And if your answer is no, why? Because you don't think it's going to work for you? Why not? If it can work for me, it can work for you. If it can work for that photographer you're obsessed with, it can work for you. You have to just do the things even without the results. Now, granted, there are tweaks and things that you can do. Now that I have some results, I can go back and when I write blog posts now, I use what I've learned from what has worked in the past. When I am writing content for Instagram, I know what has done well and performed well for me in the past, even if I'm not getting the most likes on a post. What are pieces of content that people point to when they inquire with me or when I'm at their engagement shoot? Let me write more of those. You have to be constantly in the process of like looking at what you're doing and refining it. But if you're gonna wait for the motivation to do what you need to do, I promise you, you will not find that motivation. Or if you do, it'll be in short bursts and then it's gone. I feel motivated to build this business because I believe in it. I felt motivated to write the stuff that I needed to write because I believed that my point of view was different, that what I was about was different. Do you think that you're different? Do you think the world needs your point of view and your voice? And if the answer is no, that makes me really sad for you because I promise you there is something different about the way you do it. You're, none of us are the exact same. I have a friend. If you were to put our work side by side, we're pretty similar. But the way she talks to her clients, the way I talk to my clients, the way our process is, how we sell our work, what we include and don't include is dramatically different. She's not wrong. I'm not wrong. We're just different. You have to believe that what you bring to the table matters. And if you don't, this is an invitation for you to go figure out how you can see yourself in that light. Here's the thing I want to suggest to you, because I'm really about making these actionable. Sit down and write out what you would be doing if you knew you felt motivated to do it. If right now I was a fairy godmother and I could sprinkle some motivation over your head, what would be the things you'd be going to do today? Write a whole last list. If you knew you had the confidence to do the things and you knew that they would work, what would you be doing? And here, my friends, is where people quit. Go do 
those things anyways. Go do them anyways. Keep doing them. Don't just do them once or twice. Do them over and over and over again. Because you know that these are the things that are going to get you where you need to go. Trust yourself. Not that person over there that did this thing that you're like, oh, shiny object. Let me go chase that. No, I love Instagram. I love Facebook. I like writing emails. And maybe you don't like doing any of this stuff, but you feel like you can get yourself behind doing two or three different types of marketing for your business. Pick a few, decide that you're going to do them and then do it. Don't wait for the motivation. Do it and watch the motivation to keep doing it come from the practice of doing it over and over and over. I can't tell you the number of times that I hated writing blog posts. I was like, what the fuck is the point of this? Jordan would come home from work and I'd be like, what'd you do today? How, how was your day? I was like, I wrote a bunch of fucking stupid blog posts. I'm really mad about it. it. Just felt like a fucking waste. And those are things now that make me a lot of money. They're the things that bring me my dream clients. And they can be the things that can bring them for you too. Okay. So do the stuff you don't want to do and uh, have some belief in yourself. That's, that's my answer to that one. I uh, want to jump into another question. I am going to scroll up. I have a whole document. Y'all sent me some really freaking great questions. Um, okay. We are going to talk about something. And I put this on Instagram because I was like, I just don't understand how this is something, but I do understand because we just, you forget about things. Uh, and I'm calling the series, the biggest mistakes I see photographers make. And this is part one. Um, people really like to design their websites on a computer. You probably work and set up stuff on your computer. What do most people look at your website on? Their phone. Uh, if you have a website that gives you analytics, you can actually usually see how much was on a mobile device and how much was on a computer. Um, for me, like 80, over 80% of my website views are on a mobile device. And yet uh, I spent years not actually looking at how my website looked on a computer. Um, and I, I spent years looking at how my website looked on a computer, but never on a mobile device. And so I would then like go on somebody be like, Hey, I can't even see like all of your copies cut off or something like that. And I was like, Oh shit. My pretty beautiful website that looks great on a computer looks like trash on a phone. Um, and I think that people forget about this. I know that like show it Squarespace. Uh, honestly, those are the only two I'm really familiar with. I use Squarespace. You can literally click and see what your website on your computer would look like on a mobile device, on an iPad. And when you're designing things or working with a designer, look to see where your traffic is coming from and make sure you're optimizing your website for that kind of traffic. If you are not, you know, taking into consideration where the text sits versus images sit. Another thing that I think a lot of people do is like on a website, they'll be like, wow, it's, you know, I've got photos, copy, photos, copy, photo, copy. But then when you view it on mobile, and I literally just did this with one of my sites and didn't realize it until I had my wife looking at it just to make sure I didn't have any like glaringly obvious spelling mistakes because very good at that. Um, she was like, Hey, you, you do know that it's like text block, text block, text block, text block. And I was like, no, it should have a bunch of images on mobile. I put the images at the top and the bottom instead of in between each chunk. 
things that are really helpful to know, right? So um, I think that people, you know, you're selling images. You also need to get people with your copy. So make sure that you're breaking up your great copy with beautiful images, but also that you don't just have just beautiful images and no copy. So make sure that you're looking at it from both a computer and a mobile device. Um, and you wanna make sure that you're showcasing who you are, what you do, and how you serve people. And uh, yeah, that is gonna be today's episode of Quite Audacious. I am hoping that that was at least helpful and gave you some ideas for some things you could implement this week. And if you've enjoyed this, come back again for our next episode. And I'll see y'all then. Until then, stay quite audacious, friends. Bye.